0: It seems that no matter where you look, there's pop culture news flying around everywhere. But how can you keep up so you're ready to roll when a new episode of the Popcast comes out? Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one place where you could go to get all the news you want? Then boy do I have good news for you, because Flipboard is here to help. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard, and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7 used by millions of people every day flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward get started now at flipboard.com that's flipboard.com
1: this is episode 23 of the popcast hello welcome to the popcast the pop culture podcast from vernacular we're your hosts maureen and josh goldman Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments.
0: First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in-depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed but should definitely check out.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Josh, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. We had our first snow of this season i was gonna say winter but it's not even winter yet it's still fall
1: technically
0: technically fall in november but I can't remember the last time we got a snow in November.
1: Yeah, I don't know. No one was really expecting it. We heard like maybe sleeting snow, but this morning when we woke up, there was snowflakes.
0: There were snowflakes. There was snow on the ground. Our courtyard outside of our condo was completely covered in snow. It's kind of exciting.
1: Yeah, except we both had to go to work. We
0: both had to go to work. I tried to go up a hill. Maureen said, Why are you doing Josh this? Josh was
1: like driving like he was like it was like spring. I was like, could you please be <laughs> careful? I was like, I got this. We. First of all, we have a Corolla. Like, it is not... Like- we got
0: about halfway up the hill, and we came to a stop, and we had to go back down the hill. But we made it safely. No one was injured. Everybody was nice and safe, so that was good. Maureen, we have a one piece of follow-up. My embarrassing mistake it's from last week. embarrassing, honey. Don't worry. Well, it is a little bit. Last week, we talked about the Shrek reboot that's happening. And for some reason, I mistakenly called the animation studio that is producing it i called them imagination entertainment or imagination studios but really the correct name is illumination so apologies to anybody out there listening from illumination
1: we don't apologize to illumination because why are you making shrek exactly
0: our stance on the shrek reboot does not change but i apologize for mistaking the animation company it is illumination Okay, let's jump into the snack bag. Unfortunately, we have to start off with a rather sad story. Stanley, the creator of so many Marvel superheroes, including Black Panther, Spider-Man, X-Men, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk, Daredevil, Ant-Man. He didn't create them all, but he created or co-created a lot of them. He passed away. He was 95. But it seems like he had a really good life.
1: Yeah, and it seems like he had a huge impact.
0: I think my favorite thing about stan lee besides the fact that he created so many things that i mean think about the world of entertainment how different it would be if he was not around i mean there was just huge franchises that wouldn't exist but one of my favorite things about him was that he appeared in almost every marvel movie in a small cameo and i'll link a youtube video in the show notes for this week but there are some really fun ones if you've seen any of the marvel movies he plays really bit characters but he always does a really fun job
1: can we talk about the snack bag topic that's my favorite which is the royal family photos
0: yes let's let's talk about this so the royal family they had their family photo taken this was for prince charles's 70th birthday so it's him and his wife camilla and then william and harry and then all of their kids The photo is really pretty good, Yeah, but the reason that I wanted to talk about this was because Maureen and I have recently had family photos taken, and we have one child, and it's so hard to get him to smile and to look good in the pictures. They even got
1: the baby smiling. Right.
0: So what I want to talk about here, what is behind the camera? Let's just paint a picture for people because this picture looks very professional. It's very professionally done. They
1: probably had all of the royal nannies behind the photographer, like shaking toys and calling to the kids and like.
0: Don't you just wish there was a behind the scenes video of this like behind. Yeah, that would be behind the other side. Like what's behind the photographer? Because the photo is good, but you can imagine, as Maureen said, the number of nannies and people who work for the royal family. I think it would be really nice for them to pull back the curtain a little bit. Loosen up. It's 2018, Royal Family. I think their idea of loosening up is... Sharing the photos? No, but they had a quote-unquote goofy photo where, you know, someone is laughing or they said Meghan Markle is doubled over in laughter. We'll link the photos in the show notes so you can check them out. But yeah, that's not my idea of a uh, goofy behind-the-scenes look.
1: Yeah, they're not really like doing goofy faces or anything. It's mostly just like a candid shot.
0: Yeah. Okay, our next snack bag topic. This one came out a couple weeks ago, and for some reason I missed it, but I somehow stumbled upon this article recently. There was a Saturday Night Live sketch that came out last year that starred Ryan Gosling. So the sketch was about this guy who was obsessing in sort of a noir detective way over the font treatment of the Avatar logo. Avatar being the big billion dollar movie franchise from James Cameron. It happened again.
1: I thought it was behind me, but the dreams came back. I was up all night. I can't eat. I can't sleep. What's wrong? It haunts me. Nothing. Oh, Stephen, not this again. I forgot about it for years, but then I remembered that Avatar, the giant international blockbuster use the Papyrus font as its logo.
0: Avatar, the movie from like nine years ago? Yeah,
1: he just highlighted Avatar, he clicked the drop-down menu, and then he just randomly selected Papyrus, like a, like a thoughtless child just wandering by a garden, just yanking leaves along the way. And so now you're worried about the sequels that are coming out? They're making more?
0: Yes, I well I think I heard that one.
1: Huh? So they changed the artwork. They fixed it.
0: Um it looks similar. So what's funny about this, because they are making new avatar movies, two, three, and four.
1: Have they already been optioned? Like all of it like Oh
0: yeah, they've already started Why filming would them? we
1: need a fourth avatar? Ever? Why do we need
0: a second avatar?
1: But why? So I'm asking you, why do we need
0: it? I guess he has more story planned.
1: Is he doing them himself or yes. someone bought oh, them? No, no,
0: no, he's doing them. Oh, so
1: it's not like anyone like believes in number four. He's just...
0: No, he's doing Avatar 2, Avatar 3, Avatar 4. They're filming them all back to back to back. Hmm. Then they're all going to come out, I, I think starting in 2020 or 2021 or something like that. But really, the biggest thing is that they released sort of a teaser poster and the font is different. No longer Papyrus. Papyrus is gone and Avatar... Has a new font. I just think this is hilarious that a Saturday Night Live sketch that is really very funny has changed the entire marketing and design of a billion-dollar franchise. That's crazy. It's awesome. It's pretty awesome. Maureen, one last snack bag topic, and this one is near and dear to your heart. Two of your favorites from HGTV, (gasps) who seemingly... and JoJo. They seemingly retired from television life they did
1: they said goodbye we're focusing on our family
0: so chip and joanna gaines who were the leads and showrunners i guess of this hgtv show called fixer upper very very popular show one of the most popular shows on hgtv if not the most popular they left they said goodbye season five last year was their last season
1: wait before you announce what they're doing now they said goodbye to the show fixer upper but they like have this mega empire they have magnolia magazine they have magnolia their company that fixes up houses they have the silos which is like on their property and it's basically like a store they have a bakery like they literally just keep doing things that are completely unrelated but they put their brand on it and people go bananas crazy
0: yeah don't they have something at target
1: yeah they have a furniture line and home decor line i think
0: at target yeah, yeah. so for the people who can't make it out to texas to get there goods you can go to target and see their faces so they left tv we thought they were gone but apparently that only lasted a couple months because now they are coming back they announced on jimmy fallon just last week that they are going to have their own network within the discovery umbrella
1: they're like oprah but they didn't really have to work as long or i would argue as hard as oprah did in her like journalism like early days when she was like pounding the pavement. So
0: the network's going to be called the Magnolia Network. Is this something you're interested in?
1: I mean, I think I'm going to watch it. I really like Chip and Joanna. I think the thing about their show that got hard was that it was pretty much always the same, but I'm sure that I would like it. So they have to
0: have other content besides stuff that they are in.
1: Well, there's got to be probably like baking shows and farming shows and you think
0: they can get the property brothers I bet over they
1: can no but i think it's gonna be all the people they work with like they have clint on their show who makes all their wood furniture Whoa, like he clint. could have his own woodworking show potentially and like oh, okay the guy i'm just thinking of the people who were on their show jimmy don who does like the welding and like the
0: like maybe he has his own show i don't actually know come on into jimmy don's welding
1: Let's learn how to
0: weld two pieces of metal together.
1: Uh, Maybe it's not welding. Basically, he takes like big pieces of metal and he like carves words out of them.
0: I'm not going to watch that one.
1: I don't know that that's officially a thing. I'm just saying if they were to take some of the characters and the content and try to spin it off in different ways, maybe that would be something.
0: Okay, this week's marquee topic, as I teased last week, we rewatched all 10 Thanksgiving episodes from the popular NBC television show Friends.
1: And I will say, guys, this was really fun. I would suggest to everyone, like, watching just the Thanksgiving episodes one after another because you just jump from one season to the next. And it it was just kind of like watching a family. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So Maureen and I are big fans of the show Friends. We've both seen the entire series, which is 10 seasons, over 200 episodes. But I have not gone back and rewatched a lot of them recently. So this was a fun experiment. And I just want to say thank you to Rebecca. This was her suggestion. So thank you for the suggestion. So there was a Thanksgiving episode in each season of the show, except for one. Season two, weirdly, did not have a standalone Thanksgiving episode. It was an important episode in sort of the show's structure.
1: They also talked about Mocklet.
0: They did talk about... Yeah, they talked about it. was about, like
1: the thanks for Thanksgiving time. Monica was working on like a food test of a new product, right? They,
0: they didn't they focus didn't on a Thanksgiving turkey, meal, right? Yeah, so that one is called The One with the List. That is season two. Today, we're going to talk about the other nine episodes. If you're wondering what they are, season one is the one where Underdog got away, season three is called The One with the Football, season four is is called The One with Chandler in a Box. Season 5 is called The One with All the Thanksgivings. Season 6, The One where Ross got high. Season 7, The One where Chandler doesn't like dogs. Season 8, The One with the Rumor with special guest star Brad Pitt. Season 9, The One with Rachel's other sister with special guest star Christina Applegate. And Season 10, The One with the Late Thanksgiving. So Maureen, first, I want to ask you, which of these is your personal favorite?
1: Hands down, The One with the Football. I love this episode. So this, set, set up the episode. This for is us. season three. So I I like the earlier seasons. I don't know. I just think there's something like really what I was gonna say is I think there's something really raw and organic about them, but that sounds ridiculous. I think I just like that it was before the show was like super, super famous and these were mega stars. It was like just feels more like an actual group of friends. In this episode, they're all all the all the six of them are around for Thanksgiving, and I don't remember who suggests it, but they end up going outside to play a game. I think it's
0: Joey suggests they go play football. Yeah,
1: and Phoebe's never played before, and and Rachel's like excited about it, and Ross and Monica are like, we're not allowed to play football, and this makes me smile because my brother and I are not allowed to play Monopoly for very same reasons, which was basically that Ross and Monica would be too competitive, and they would fight, and they would you know get in each other's faces and they fought so bad as kids that they always had this football game called the Geller Bowl and there was a trophy the Geller Cup and one year their father was so mad at them oh I think Monica broke Ross's nose or something she elbowed him yeah anyway the father threw the cup into the into the lake and blah 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 so anyway they end up being like what the heck we're gonna play football and of course it gets incredibly competitive Monica and Ross are on different teams hilarity ensues you later find out that Monica has like As a child, swam into the lake and had the Geller Cup, and I just think it's hilarious for many reasons. And also, Phoebe and Rachel are particularly horrible at at this touch football, and I am particularly horrible at all kinds of sports like this, too. So you relate. So I relate, yes. Again, I think it's my favorite, one, because of the sibling rivalry, but also because it's still early enough in the show's evolution that... It's it just seems very natural and normal that like, yeah, this group of friends would just go out and play football and their personalities are so different that that's kind of what came up. What's your favorite one?
0: My favorite one is one of my favorite Friends episodes of the entire series. And I told Maureen this when we were watching it. And I don't remember why I liked this one the first time I saw it, but it is the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs, which is season seven. There are a couple elements in this episode that stand out to me. The first is that I think it is everybody's best character. So what I mean by that is the character that each of them became known for, like Chandler's really sarcastic, Monica's really uptight, Phoebe is really silly and goofy. I think that that just really stands out in this episode. And I think I particularly related to it initially because the main plot line in the show is that Chandler says that he's allergic to dogs. He finds out that a dog has been living in his apartment. He tries to claim that he can't live with the dog. Then you find out he actually doesn't like dogs. So when I first watched this episode, I was very much on the same page of I was scared of dogs. Very, very scared of dogs. So I particularly related to that.
1: He's not anymore, you guys. He's much better. I'm
0: not. And the other plot line that I really gravitated towards was that Ross spends the entire episode playing this game where he's trying to name all 50 states. And he takes it so far. It is the through line. He says he
1: won't eat until he can name all 50. Yeah, it's
0: the through line throughout the entire episode. And he ends up putting a map on the floor, trying to figure out all the states. And it is Ross at his absolute best. And so that to me is, is one of my favorite plot lines. And of course, I think it has one of the best exchanges of dialogue in the entire series. Oh wait, before you guys go, can I just ask you a question?
1: Yeah. Um, when a guy breaks up with his girlfriend, what is an appropriate amount of time to wait before you make a move? Oh, I'd say about a month. Really? Mm-hmm. Let's say three to four. Half hour. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> when it's your assistant, I would say never.
0: All right, Rach,
1: the big question is does he like you? Right? Because if he doesn't like you, this is all a moo point. <laughs>
0: A moo point?
1: Yeah, it's like a cow's opinion. It just doesn't matter. It's moo. Have I been living with him for too long or did that all just make sense?
0: I think that exchange is the epitome of Joey as a character. And the first time I heard it, I could not stop laughing. Okay, so which of these is your least favorite? Hmm. Let me give you mine. And I think it's it's interesting because my reason for it being the least favorite was your reason for liking You the, don't like the football. No, no, no. No. Oh. I meant what I meant by that is your reasoning about it being early in the show's evolution. Oh yeah. The season one episode, the one where Underdog got away, just doesn't it doesn't do much for me. It just really doesn't stand shoop, out.
1: Shoop they' supposed to be
0: going ski I think to that point, yes, it was before they blew up as as stars, but it was honestly almost before they found their characters. It was very early in the season I think it was episode eight or nine and so I don't think that they quite settled into the characters that they would become and so this one for me doesn't stand out
1: are we not we're not counting season two right no because okay. that's not a really
0: a a true thanksgiving episode So
1: read me the list again oh, not one two and three yeah 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 what's four again
0: chandler in a box
1: no that one's good five
0: all the thanksgivings
1: that one's really good
0: season six is just okay too that's the one where ross got high that's the one where ross and joey want to leave and rachel makes her trifle
1: oh no i really like the trifle
0: so I'm maybe it comes down 10. yeah that, that one's not great either
1: and we actually just watched this one before filming and
0: before I, filming?
1: Before filming. Oh, guys, we're also live streaming. I'm just kidding.
0: We're, we're not. not, we're, not. We're, we're totally not. We're before in, recording. I'm in
1: pajamas. Josh is in shorts, even though it snowed today, so that's weird. Okay.
0: So before recording, we before watched... Before
1: recording, we watched number 10, and I think much of the reason that like number three is my favorite, by this time, they're all making a million dollars an episode, Josh reminded me, and it's very much like Rachel's hair just looks perfect the whole time, and like Joey's... Extra stupid. I don't know. The last two seasons, it's like he goes from being, like, really fun and authentic and just kind of a goofy, like, hard on your sleeve guy to, like, being a bunch of, like,
0: so this wasn't on, jokes. This wasn't on the list of things that I want to talk about, but let's briefly touch on this because you said it.
1: It was really funny. He was really funny at the beginning. And the last two seasons...
0: It's one of the things that I think doesn't age very well over the course of the show. And what's really interesting about watching one episode per season and watching something from all 10 seasons is his character becomes dumber over the course of the show, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's like they play up that dumb aspect of him and he's less funny when that's the case.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think season 10 is my least favorite. Also because although it does have
0: a really sentimental moment at the end. Yes. Where Monica and Chandler find out that they are going to be able to adopt a child, which is really sweet. And if you followed the show for that long, it's a really great moment for them.
1: It is a really great moment for them, but that's only literally the last 30 seconds. And the whole rest of the episode is Phoebe and Rachel going to do a baby pageant show and Joey and Ross making the choice to go to a Rangers game on Thanksgiving. Those are both choices that I just think are so selfish and not something that they would actually probably do.
0: I agree. It's it's a weirdly selfish episode.
1: Yeah, I, I just, yeah, that one's not my favorite.
0: Okay, so we talked about our favorite. We talked about our least favorite, but what do you think is the best Thanksgiving episode. Because mine is different than my favorite one.
1: Oh, I think mine's still my favorite one.
0: Okay, so you think that's the best Thanksgiving episode they produced? For me, the one I think is the best is season five, the one with all the Thanksgivings.
1: Oh, that one is really good.
0: Because this is an episode where they go back to see the characters in the past because a lot of the characters knew each other. So Monica and
1: Ross are siblings and Rachel and Monica and Ross went to high school together and Ross and Chandler went to college together. So basically it involves Ross coming home from college with his friend Chandler and the two girls are there. Right,
0: so they flashback to that. And because Phoebe wasn't around, they have some really amazing flashbacks of Phoebe because you find out that Phoebe believes she is reincarnated. And so in a past life, she was... (laughs) in the Civil War and was also in World War 1. These are just really no, Joey fun. Joey
1: is the only one who doesn't get any flashbacks.
0: Yeah, these are just those are just really fun throwaways for me and I and I think that it is the best because it demonstrates a deeper look into their characters than any of the other seasons.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I also this this conversation is making me realize how as the seasons progress and as they couple up Monica and Chandler and Rachel and Ross are constantly on again, off again, but they're pretty much coupled up in the minds of the audience. It just reminds me how tertiary they make Joey and Phoebe become.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I mean, and maybe that's why Joey's jokes seem dumber and Phoebe gets really kind of silly at the end too. It's like what used to be like authentic goofiness or, authentic free spiritedness becomes just these like corny jokes. And I don't know. It's because they're like not connected to the group in the same way. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And I think you're right. Okay. So of the six main characters, who would you say is the MVP throughout all of the Thanksgiving episodes? Monica. You think Monica? Okay, why? I
1: think she holds them together. She's the one who's always cooking. She's usually like a driving force in the plot line because it's centered in her house and she's in charge of the meal or the timing or the prep or the football or the whatever. I think I think Monica for sure.
0: I think I have to agree with you. I was going to say someone else just to say someone else, but I think for those exact reasons she kind of is the core of the Thanksgiving meal. So Monica is our Thanksgiving Friends MVP.
1: If you had to pick a secondary, who would you pick? Because I know who I would pick.
0: I think I might pick Phoebe. And I think mainly that's because she provides a lightheartedness. So I would pick Joey. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Because oh, in oh, a yeah, couple yeah.
1: of these episodes, number one, it's all about food and Actually, Joey I take loves that back. food.
0: Yeah, yeah. Joey is a great second choice because. He loves to eat.
1: He lo- he does love to eat, but he is also like a subplot in a lot of these. So Chandler in a box. Joey's the one who's like making him get in the box to forgive. The maternity pants episode, which season is that? Is that the one with eight? the rumor, yeah. Season eight. Joey has to eat the whole turkey. And I mean, this is a, just a small plot. But the it's trifle. So, the trifle, which is like a disgusting thing that make, Rachel makes and Joey just ends up loving it. Anyway, I just think that Joey for Thanksgiving purposes is always like a very...
0: That's a good second choice. Yeah, funny second character. He's our runner up. We talked a little bit about how fun it was to watch one episode from each season and literally that's all we watched. So what was your favorite thing to watch change over the course of 10 years? So this premiered in 1994 and then the last episode was i think the thanksgiving episode was in 2003 so what was your favorite thing to watch change
1: i loved that you came up with this question because my favorite thing to watch change was hands down the hair it was so good for the men as well as the women. Ross had a particularly horrible, in horrible hairdo eight. in season eight. So did Brad Pitt. I mean, it was egregious. Rachel's hair, obviously, and Monica's hair. Phoebe's weirdly remains the same, and so does Joey's. Again, they're just written off of everything. Rachel and Monica and Ross, their hair is pretty epic to watch. The thing that did not change almost ever was was Chandler's fashion. He Which wears was like very the bad. same shirts, like these oversized shirts with like a big stripe down the middle that are buttoned down. It was literally like a whole year later and he was wearing like a very similar shirt. I think shirt. up
0: until like season 8 may- maybe he was wearing a shirt like that did not change. My favorite thing to watch change was the technology and I know we're not going to talk about season two's episode since it's not really a thanksgiving episode but that episode begins with chandler talking about his computer his laptop yeah the laptop and he talks about all these specs that it has and it's so pitiful thinking about what we have today because we have more powerful computers in our pocket in our phone than he had that he was bragging about in In this this last
1: episode we just watched season 10 they mentioned a fax
0: yeah, yeah, they did. Well, I mean, it ended in, you know, this episode aired in 2003. That was 15 years I ago. I guess so.
1: I just forget that faxes were, like, so common.
0: But if you watch closely, and if you do watch all of these Thanksgiving episodes, you can watch the TVs change. So they go from very small with, like, built-in VCRs to, like, slightly bigger and, you know, a flat screen. It's not a widescreen flat screen like we have today. I didn't even think about but the it TVs. But is, it is fun to watch sort of the technology change over the course of 10 years. Let's briefly talk about these two major guest stars that they had because
1: Brad Pitt was the worst actor I've ever seen. On
0: yeah. That that, show. So Christina Applegate was in season nine. She's fine. She's good as Rachel's sister. Yeah.
1: Her character was annoying, but her portrayal of it was yeah. funny.
0: But I guess really, I want to talk about Brad Pitt because he was a huge, huge movie star. When they got and him And
1: Jennifer Hanniston's husband right. at the time. So they
0: got him to come on for this big Thanksgiving episode, and he is not good.
1: He's like laughing and breaking character. His and voice
0: like, sounds weird. He has frosted tips in his hair, very weird. I just expected him to be better. He's a good actor. You know, he's like done some good things.
1: I just wonder if maybe it's was there a live audience for fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there was. it was the live audience, maybe it was that he was with his wife. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So if you do watch season eight's The One with the Rumor, just watch out. I, I remember him being better. And then when we rewatched it two nights ago, it's not good. He has some funny moments, but overall, not very good. Yeah. Okay, last thing I want to talk about. Why do you think Thanksgiving episodes are particularly good? And I read an article about this, so I can give you mine first.
1: Well, let me give mine then because okay. I didn't read the article. Okay. Just going off the cuff, I think that the episodes are really good because they're so familiar to us. You know, it's like something that most of America celebrates. These Thanksgiving episodes are kind of kooky, right? Like, I don't know. It just seems very familiar and it's all centered around the food and there's always some kind of chaos. And that's how, you know, Thanksgiving normally is. The thing I will say that doesn't make a ton of sense to me is. They explain it in the first season why everyone is there. Like Monica and Ross, their parents are out of town, so they're on their own. And Joey gets kicked out of his family Thanksgiving because he's in a syphilis ad. And Chandler hates Thanksgiving, and Phoebe doesn't have any family, and Rachel misses her flight. But after that, it's pretty much just like, oh, we're friends, and we stick together. Meanwhile, like, why is Joey not with his giant Italian family? And, like, where are Monica and Chandler's parents? They come to one of them, but... It's a little weird to me. This, again, is we've talked about on other episodes that sometimes in these sitcoms, I don't know what to call it false reality or like, but basically that no one else exists other than the friend group. Um, and that you just kind of need to keep the plot moving forward. So that's the only thing that's hard for me on these holiday episodes, which I think may involve some of their family more.
0: Yeah, Ross never sees his son on Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, they just stopped mentioning his poor son. That's sad.
0: Yeah. So the article said that the reason Thanksgiving episodes are particularly good is because they focus exclusively on the characters and they help build the characters. So there isn't some sort of extraneous something that they have to deal with. So when you think about like a Christmas episode or something like that, you have the a bigger part of the holiday that has to come into the episode. But with Thanksgiving, because it's just based around a meal and mostly you spend that meal with other people, they can really focus on the characters. I think that makes a lot of sense. Anything else on this? No, it was so fun.
1: I highly recommend this, you guys. If you if you like Friends, or even if you don't, or even taking your favorite series and watching like the, the Thanksgiving one episodes, yeah. the Thanksgiving episode or the Halloween episode or what, whatever it may be. Um, but it was really fun to kind of just watch one from each season.
0: Yeah, so on that note, if you want to rewatch or have never even seen Friends which I hope you've at least seen a little bit. All 10 seasons are available on Netflix to stream. Maureen, let's get into our teasers.
1: What's yours for this week, honey?
0: My teaser for this week is an SNL sketch that aired last weekend. And this is just a really fun, short thing. But they did a song at the beginning of the episode or towards the beginning of the episode where they sang about unity and how a lot of times we don't get along with other people on a lot of the issues, but there are some things we can get along with everybody on.
1: All you ever hear is how different we are, but whether you're black or white, old or young, left or right, we all dislike so many of the same things.
0: We all hate when jeans. <laughs> <laughs> we all hate these who follow
1: us around.
0: We, we hate the time and bubble in a text message, message but we, we hate it even more when it's gone. <laughs> Come on, man, what were you going to say?
1: hate soft apples.
0: Nope. And child actors who speak like adults. So blessed.
1: And when I bring you down at your table, like he's a goddamn football coach, you're hungry? Yeah, when say, the better. No, it's not. I can't watch a book. And we hate kids who study abroad and come back with an accent.
0: Barcelona is such an amazing place. Because we don't agree on the big things, and that's how it's gonna be. The sketch is really great and has a really great cameo from Leif Schreiber, who was the host. And I just think you should check it out. So I will link it in the show notes. Awesome. Maureen, what is yours?
1: Mine is a podcast, and I don't really talk about this on this podcast because it's pop culture focused. But I love personal finance and making budgets and figuring out how much we can save and all that good stuff. So Josh and I are currently saving for a house and, you know, want to make sure we're saving for retirement. And I like geek out on all these things. So mine is a podcast called Choose F.I. And that stands for financial independence. And it's two guys who live in Richmond and they basically have made some choices in life to set themselves up for having low expenses and being able to save a lot. And because of that, they've been able to stop working nine to five desk jobs. And it's just really interesting. There's a lot of great financial tips, whether or not you're trying to leave your desk job or not. Both Josh and I work full time, but there's some great tips on financial hacks and ways to be saving money and optimizing how you are saving to save the most. So check it out.
0: Okay, that will do it for this week. One last note before we sign off for this week despite what our pre-recorded outro says we will not be back next week we are taking a week off to celebrate thanksgiving with our family and we will be back with a brand new episode on friday november 30th so come back check us out then and we will talk to you then thanks for listening you can leave us feedback comments or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com popcast we would love to hear from you, and would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show. You can also reach us by emailing thepopcast at vernacularpodcast.com.
1: Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday, and if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. Bye, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Come on down to Clint's Woodworking Shop. We're going to do some woodworking today.
1: His stuff that he makes is beautiful. To be honest,
0: I would probably tune into that to try to figure out how to build my stool. What's
1: happening with our stool? No, no
0: update this week. I'm sorry. Don't You can't drag me into this again. Is
1: it happening before Christmas? That's
0: what I said last time. It's happening before Christmas.
1: <gasps> Have we walked or exercised? We're supposed to be doing that every week. I took a big long walk last.
0: That didn't count. You counted that as last week's. Oh, no. No, we're, we're, we're not going to talk I about this Caleb again. I walked to the park. Good job. We will update people. Josh is
1: eating really healthily, but he's not exercising. We will slightest. update
0: people when it comes to that time.
1: <laughs> and the update will be... Yeah,
0: You don't want to keep telling people that we're not meeting our goal.
1: Okay, audience, we want to know how do you fit exercise in? I'm I'm very serious about this. I would like to know how you fit exercise in if you're not one who likes exercise. And don't tell us to get up early. We've tried it and it's never going to work.